What's up, Conroe? Welcome to another edition of Nerd Thug Radio. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us today on Friday. Uh, tonight we're going to be at the Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More, doing our Hero Clicks thing. And um, and then tom- the day after, tomorrow, so Saturday. Whoa. Yeah. Saturday is the one-year anniversary of Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More. Uh, so we're going to be out there hanging out. I guess I'll go ahead and do the ads since I'm already talking about them. Top of the show. Look at that. We mix it up here at Nerd Thug Radio. We don't have favorites. We've got friends. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, tonight they've got Magic the Gathering from 6 to 9 p.m. It's a uh, commander tournament, $5 entry, no seat limit. Uh, bring your favorite commander deck, compete in the double elimination tournament. Winners receive promo packs, in-store credit, and the top prize is a coveted Nicole Bolas Funko Pop. Um, also, Saturday is a one-year anniversary party. Uh, Batman and Spider-Man cosplayers will be there from 2 to 4 p.m. There's going to be face painting. It's going to be a drawing at 4 p.m. Uh, seven winners will get their pick of 10 prizes off the prize table. They released the pictures of it. It looks meaty. And at 5 p.m., they're serving pizza and cupcakes. And then Sunday, January 26, 48 p.m., business as usual, D&D Junior's Adventurers League. $5 to play, ages 10 to 16, or spend 5 bucks. That's what you can do. Um, yeah, it's a great place to go. Family-friendly, well-lit, fun. They got demo gaming. They got little game rooms off to the side. Uh, this year, we're really going to be pushing the gaming aspect of it. It's just one of those things that they want to grow. So if there's a game you like to play, if you're a and er or a X-Wing Commander or whatever it may be, Come talk to Jarek over at Adventure Begins. He handles the scheduling for all the gaming. Uh, but make sure to get out there on 1488 and hang out this Saturday for the one-year anniversary. Um, yeah, Nerdthug Radio. I'm Corey DLG. With me as usual is Little Brother Nico. That is I. It's been a... Uh, you know you know I'm famous. As as you say. You know, I'm a pretty big deal. <laughs> pretty big deal. Ogre, ogre. Um... Published writer, um, creator of a comic book, uh, co-host the greatest radio show in the history of the galaxy that's been recorded in Conroe. Uh, I'm now uh, the MVP of a sports talk streaming station. Um, there's pretty much nothing I can't do. Right. Uh, and uh, yet again, the internet has embraced me and my activity. And uh, one of my tweets went, I'm going to call it viral. It's It's got... Eight likes and one retweet. Fantastic. It is viral. <laughs> it is viral. Okay? This thing is hot tamale, no kamali. Yeah. I don't know what that seems supposed to mean. I don't I, I don't know. I don't remember what Cardi B says when she goes, hot tamale. I don't know the next I, line. I don't know either. <sighs> anyway, let me tell you my stance here. Uh, oh, two retweets and nine likes. I'm on it's already increased. Um, okay. So CBR, Comic Book Resources, mm-hmm. they posted a picture of the two Flashes hugging from Crisis of Infinite Earths. For those who don't know, Crisis of Infinite Earths, the crossover event between all the different CW shows, they had a cameo from Movie Flash and Show Flash in the same place at the same time, having like a 30-second conversation that affects absolutely nothing, and then they all both go their separate ways. But they're both in costume. It's kind of cool. They're both Flash. Uh, And what they said was... Hashtag Crisis of Infinite Earths shows why Marvel TV failed. That's the headline. 
What? Right. So it's a picture of the two Flashes hugging. And it says that's why Marvel TV failed. Because Movie Flash and TV Flash were in the same scene for 30 seconds. Good job, guys. So I'm 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 just gonna I'm just gonna tell you what I typed and then we can talk about it. Okay. okay. What what did you say? Do you want to guess what I said? I I don't know the fact that there's only like one Marvel TV show. Okay. All right. Uh, sort of. You ready? Right. This is an awful take. Supergirl lasted one season on CBS and then had to cut budget to move down to the CW. Marvel has put one or two shows on network TV consistently for seven years. DC couldn't do it twice with like nine shows. L-O-L-O-L. Nice. Listen, I bring the fire. <laughs> bringing the, bringing the, the super hot flame. I bring that heat. I bring them Little Wayne Freestyles. I bring that uh, Michael Jordan slam dunk. I bring that Pete Witts hook chorus that everyone loves. I bring the fire. I bring the fire. I'm I'm the fire. Twisted fire starting. Boom. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Right. Well, I mean, like, it's a, yeah, it's a cool nod. Look, they connected their movie universe. But it, you know what it completely ignores? The, the fact Sam- that Flash won't exist for another two years? Okay, that too. Uh, but it also completely ignores the fact that Samuel L. Jackson has been in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. twice. It also completely ignores... Uh, the fact that Peggy Carter had her own TV show and was in the movies. She was in Endgame and the Captain America movie, and she was in uh, Age of Ultron and was in her own TV, in two seasons of her own TV show. So it's acting like it never even happened, right? Like, forget right. your crossover. We literally took a person from the movie and gave them a TV show. Yeah. Do that. They can't. They can't. Give me a Jim Gordon show with the... Guy from the drummer movie walking around, J. Jonah Jameson lookalike. Can't do it. Can't do it. It's not happening. Not happening. And also, now that they have all these crazy shows lined up on the, oh God, on the the DC, or not the DC, the uh, Disney Plus app. Yeah. There's like this this connected universe that the CW has. But even. Is about to get blown out of the water. (laughs) But even if you ignore that part, which you're right, the Disney Plus shows are about to just ruin the CW. But if you want to go, oh, well, they don't count because they're like 12 episodes and they're on the app service and Disney just, Disney's willing to lose money to just build, okay, whatever, okay, fine, 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 whatever, whatever. Ignoring whatever, all of that. Whatever. Whatever. CBS is a network television station, okay? CBS is one of the big boys. Supergirl couldn't cut it. Supergirl had to lose a million dollars out of their budget to move down to the CW. Yikes. They had to move to, to Toronto with the rest of the shows to film in Canada where it was cheaper because they've already got the studios built and blah, 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 blah. And when they moved to Toronto, um, the girl who paid, who played Cat Grant, the actress, she didn't even go to the, go with the show because she lived in L.A. She was like, uh, one of the reasons I took this role is so I could stay in L.A. with my daughter. So not going to Canada, just write me out. I'll cameo. <laughs> got him. Got him. Meanwhile, Marvel... For seven seasons, put Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on. And for two seasons, put Peggy Carter on. Network NBC. ABC, sorry. Network television. That's where the big boys play. Where the prime time is. Right. Competing against American Idol. Competing against America's Got Talent. Competing against other 
actual shows. Right. And that's where the, the thing comes down to. It doesn't matter if you have seven shows. If they're all small time and they're only really competing with themselves and literally nothing else, I feel like. Right. So Supergirl was averaging, I think it was like 1.1 million, which is cancelable cancel numbers for network TV. But it's great for the CW. If you if you bring 1.1 million viewers to the CW, you are their flagship show. Right. I think Arrow average is about 850,000. Which is great. Like that's what you that's the number. That's what it is. It is what it is. You that's do it. And like if you have to there's no there's no shame in succeeding in a minor league. No. But you can't you can't then be like I'm now better than people. Right. You can't then throw shade at the guy who's kicking your butt. Right. It's undeniable. It's undeniable. There's no comparison between the two. The CW was partly owned by the rights holder. Yep. When Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came to ABC, the Disney stuff hadn't even started to go in yet. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. It had... Yeah. And I, it didn't even... Because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had seven seasons before that merger even went through. Not seven before. They've had seven now. But th- I think they were on their second season when the merger started... Was, well, like, started... When it was like, approved... And then you still got to go through all the motions and all that, right? Because so we've been doing our show for four years, which makes Agent, which means Agent Show was on like the second season when we came in. And yeah, we covered the purchase, right? But that wasn't already that was already a year into it. Yeah, exactly. So they were already on network TV on their own, right? Their on own their own, own before the ownership and all the other stuff happens. And they were probably already had a deal for a longer season before then. Because I doubt that they'd have two seasons and then the, mar- or then the merger announced and then they're like, well, I guess we're going to make more show now. Yeah. So, like, this whole thing where everyone's like... I feel a lot of people discount Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, I don't see a lot of people talk about it. No, or... they don't. And and there there have been seasons that were critically bad. But the show survived. Right. Which Unlike is... Supergirl. Oh, roasted. I just... Here's my problem. When we want to compare the two, you have to give an honest apples-to-apples comparison. To say that CW succeeded because they can do these crossovers is stupid. They share studio space. They share costs. They're the same network. They're all in this together, essentially. They were bundled as a Netflix package. Like, there's the showrunners are the same people. The executive, If you look, there's a lot of overlap in the showrunners and the executive producers. The, in the in the production titles and all that. These people, there's a lot of overlap. Right. The whole Arrowverse is run by, like, Greg Berlanti and a couple other guys who started out as writers for DC Comics. Like, listen, it, it is what it is what it is, but they're different. They are not the same. And you can't sit here and go, oh, well, Movie Flash stopped by for a scene, so this is why CW's kicking the butt off of Marvel. Yeah, no, Marvel makes a uh, billion-dollar movies this is on ABC. Uh, come back when you're grown up. I mean, it's the truth. What do you want? Like, there's no, there is no conversation where we even discuss the validity of like the, the CW as a as a as a response to what Shield has done. Just Agents of Shield by themselves. Forget about the rest. Right. Just Agents of Shield. Seven seasons on major network television. It's hard enough to do. Yeah. Sh- there. Are there are millions of shows that have never made especially, it to seven seasons. Especially in an era of streaming. Right. It's more impressive. Because, yeah. Because of the nature of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, is continuity television. They tell stories. 
episode one, then two, then three, then four, then five. Right. It's real easy to get lost if you're not paying attention. And seven seasons. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Tell me that's not the dumbest thing you've ever heard. Because Movie Flash stopped by TV Flash's house for a minute. <laughs> that movie's never going to happen. They don't even have a director, and it's slated for like a year in like 2022. At some point, Ezra's going to move on at some point. he's gonna He has to take other movies at some point. Like He has to do something else. I do think him doing this cameo was him saying to Warner Brothers, like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm still interested. But, yeah, they don't have a director yet. Um, there's kind of a lot. It's didn't if they don't have a director, they don't really have a script because the director is going to decide if that script is what he wants to shoot or not. Right. So they might be starting completely over with the Flash when they get a director. In nine years, push back this date. Now, twenty twenty four. Now it might be one of those situations where they're like, we're only hiring a guy who who reads well, the script we have and is down for that script. But if they run through like so, Ezra Klein allegedly is one of the writers on the script. So let's say they run through the three or four directors. He's like, yeah, this is a guy I'm, I, I would I want to. And they go through them, and all four are like, you know what? I would probably change a lot of the script. Then maybe all of a sudden Ezra Klein goes, well, if, listen, if you guys are going to change the script, I don't know that I want to be a part of this. Right. And then WWE's going to be like, well, we have to change the script because we can't find a director who wants to be a part of this that we want to spend money on that you agree with. Oh, okay. Now you got a new script, maybe a new director, and then by, by then... Maybe even a new Flash. Right. Oh, man. This hurts my bones. DC has been so close so many times, but they just keep, like, I want to say failing upwards because they make money. Like, they've consistently put out products that people have been subpar or generally panned. And somehow, you know, Justice League made a billion. Well, they probably didn't make any money on no, Justice they, League. No, they they basically broke, broke even, even on they, a billion dollars. They broke even on a billion dollar movie. <sighs> and I like Suicide Squad made a bunch of money and won an Oscar. So Suicide Squad, I think, is probably their best non-solo movie. Right. And even I though think, it's terrible. I th- and I think that's somewhere in the neighborhood between six and eight hundred million. And it's still bad. And Batman v Superman, I think, does eight fifty nine somewhere in that. And that range. movie's bad that and movie's long, super long and real bad. Uh, and the sad part is, to make the movie quote unquote better, you have to watch the even longer version on DVD. It's like three hours because the scenes that they cut are integral. They're all the scenes that explain what Lex Luthor is doing to order in order to make him the actual villain of the story. So when you go to see Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice in theaters, one thing that I walked away with was somehow Lex Luthor's walking around like he did something when honestly it just looks like a giant accident. But no, they just cut all the scenes where he actually they, did stuff. They cut a ton of scenes where he's actually the guy pushing Batman and Superman at each other the whole movie. And that I if someone's like, oh, Scott Snyder's best director ever, that at least gives him a point versus the studio knows what they're doing. Like, between the argument of those two positions, that's one point, Scott Snyder. Uh, however, when you then go to the next movie, it was a train wreck. It was a mess. And it was a, and you have to be honest about something. Justice League was a mess with Scott Snyder directing 80% of it. Yeah. For sure. 
They had to call in Joss Whedon, who did the Avengers. Right. Who made $2 billion doing the Avengers. And then he has to come fix your movie. He has to come fix your movie. And I don't know, man. I just... DC has continued to surprise me with both their quality and their control over their properties, too. And the poor decision-making. It's just incredible to me. It's incredible to me how bad they can get it. But it's also trickled down to, to, to everyone else now. Like now we're having bizarre... Com- like Clearly, it's a clickbait article of some kind. Yeah. This is why DC is killing Marvel on television. Is, is the answer they're not? Is the answer they have more shows, thus they win? But even that, uh, would you rather have more shows or would you rather just have a show on network TV? Yeah, a show that wins seven seasons... Yeah, do you want seven seasons on ABC or do you want six five-season shows on CW? Right. It's real bad. I just, I, man. The second I saw it, I was like, what's happening? Like, am I, do I live in Bizarro World? Like, <laughs> is somehow the CW more successful than ABC? Like, am I confused? Is S.H.I.E.L.D. better or is S.H.I.E.L.D. worse than all of these other, like, No. It's just a quantity argument. It is a quantity argument because if you're making any other kind, oh, well, they included the movie stuff more on this. Okay, well, they literally had the people from the movies in the shows. So And events in the events in the movies affected things in the show. Right. I don't know, man. I don't know. It just really weirds me out. It weirds me out that that was a thing. So anyway, I blew up. I went internet famous there. With your nine likes and your two retweets. Yeah. Yeah. I'm blazing hot. <laughs> Coming with the hottest takes. DC's not successful in their endeavors. Yeah. Big take here. DC dropped the ball. <laughs> Except it happens all the time. <laughs> it's like, um, who's the guy who plays Adam Peralta on Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Oh, I don't know. Is that the main character? Yeah. It's it's his show. The guy from Lonely Island. The guy from Lonely Island. Do you remember his name? Oh, uh, no. Okay. It's not coming to me right now. <sighs> it's not coming to me either. Anyway, he does this great bit at the James Franco roast where he says a bunch of nice things about everyone at the dais, uh-huh. but he says it like it's a mean thing, and then afterwards he's like, boom, roasted. <laughs> um, and he's like... He's like, Seth, I just wanted to thank you for flying me up here on your jet. That was really cool. I was going to have to fly commercial, but you went in and brought me out here on your private jet, and that was a really nice thing for you to do because you're a really good friend. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> and like, it's like, I don't... Is he I, doing this right? I don't, think, I don't think he understands what he's supposed to be doing. And I think that's DC TV. And it certainly is CBR with their crazy headline. Comic book resources. What are you smoking? The answer is CW. <laughs> the answer they are smoking the CW the chronic weed <laughs> they're doing something because they what they're not doing is making any sense I will tell you that uh, alright we're going to jump out to a break here and when we come back we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. 
Hi, Conroe, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. For people interested in saving money on car and home insurance, they should contact Sean Myers Insurance Services. If you look on Google, you'll see plenty of five-star reviews for these guys. They're great. They're an independent agent able to shop over 15 national carriers to find the best coverage at the best price for that customer. They do specialize in home insurance as well as bundling with auto to maximize discounts. They would want you to know that they consider their customers family and that their policy is caring and and their goal is to bring value by going through your coverage line by line to make sure you actually understand what you have. The interested party should call 936-760-5963 if they're interested in saving money on car insurance today. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IreLoneStar.com. For those who were listening literally one commercial break ago, we've made changes. We've made changes. With me now is the star of the LK show, the one and the only Lawrence. What up? That's right. Nico took a break. He had to go home and uh, brush his hair. That's a lie. He doesn't do that. He doesn't <laughs> do that at all. Uh, and so with me for the rest of the show is going to be Lawrence here. We're going to be hanging out. Before we get into anything, I'm going to tell you guys about Cox ATA. Now with three convenient locations right here in the Woodlands, Magnolia, and in Conroe. And they've got all kinds of classes for all kinds of age groups. They work with all kinds of people. If you have like issues physically that you want to work around or if you've got things you want to work on, they're going to work with you and they're going to help you. They train world champions. They train all kinds of different levels the tiny tigers the senior citizens self-defense they teach all kinds of different classes they're going to work with everybody to help give them the martial arts spirit but also just kind of help them get a little bit better in shape and all that uh make sure to mention earth radio get two free weeks of training right there at cox ata where they teach life skills they build leaders and they leave a legacy um so lawrence what's up welcome to nerd thug radio thank you thank you it's long time friend of the show very much so. Um, Very much so. So now I can kind of finally bring you on because now you're doing something sort of that I, that we can help promote. Something relevant. Something with. Yeah. Yeah. I hate to say it that way, but that's <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. You're finally pulling your weight. I'm uh, finally contributing. Yeah. No. Um, okay. So what what prompted the start of the LK show? Well, I I got tired of my wife ignoring me. Like you know, I, <laughs> I was like. Smoking you know, like an abused victim. I, okay, you know, I come on. home, hey, how was your day? I hate you. I'm like, okay, oh, all right. I love you. Okay, I'm well. not, you know, so I was like, man, I, I need to talk. I have a lot to get out. <laughs> and, you know, and honestly, you know, listening to you guys, um, I and, and I listen to other podcasts and whatnot, and I was like, man, that's that's great. You know, I mean, that's that's a good way to, you know, just talk about what you want to talk about. I mean, I, you sit there at work, you talk to your buddies about, you know, all oh, this movie, they should have done this, should have done that. And I'm like, man, she tell people my opinion because they obviously want to hear it. That's right. That's true. So, and you know, I just, I just did it one day. It's like, let's do it. And then the first episode was terrible. I mean, Um, listen, they always are. Uh, Yours actually isn't that bad. I listened to it. Um, you sort of you do sort of rant a little bit. That is my thing. That I'm is a your ranter. Thing. It's a, I'm a but ranter. But it's all right. Listen, every show's going to have like a signature. Yeah. It's like Stephen A. Smith 
he he could do like the high octaves when he's oh, really upset. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you don't do that um, <laughs> yet. <laughs> I, I've noticed you've had some interesting guests already on the show. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Grandpa's my favorite. Grandpa is definitely, he just shows up out of nowhere. I, I like mean, Grandpa. He can come back. He's definitely going to come back. Uh, Morgan Freeman, I think, has got to work on his cameos a little bit. Yeah. I think he needs a little punch up there. He it's definitely. a big get for you, though. Well, you know, I Stone Cold called in sick, so <laughs> I, you know, I had to go Morgan. Um, we, we did a bit a million years ago. We were like, it'd be funny to have some kind of celebrity. We were like, really put our heads together. Like, can we do any impressions? And the only thing that came up out of all of that is that I can do an Elmo. (laughs) So we did a whole bit very early on where we interview Elmo post getting terminated from Sesame street. (laughs) That's hilarious. And essentially he moved in with people who may or may not have been meth dealers. It seems like. That's but he's but they're sense. subletting from him. It's his name on the lease. He he's in control of the situation. <laughs> it's definitely not going to backfire on him. <laughs> well, let's. I, I got to hear Elmo. Let me hear Elmo. Uh, it's uh, it's uh. Let me see if I can do. Um, Welcome to the world. Elmo, 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 don't like that. Don't t- Elmo, no touch Elmo there. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> <Don't touch Elmo. laughs> and so we. And at first it was like, well, how long can you do Elmo? And I was like, I don't know. Uh, well, I'll give you a hand sign if like we got to get out of it. <laughs> like, cut it. We did like a whole segment, and finally <laughs> when we go to commercial, and he's like, does that not hurt? And I was like, yeah. weirdly, it's comfortable. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I, it fits. Maybe, maybe that's my real voice. <laughs> <laughs> this is who I am now. Uh, I'm trans puppet. Nice. Um, nice. I'm starting my own. We're starting movement. a movement. That's yeah. right. That's this definitely. Is it. Hashtag trans puppet. I need. I need my own letter in the thing. I do, I do, uh, I know it's problematic, but Chappelle, but David Chappelle, when he did his stand up and he talked about it and he called them the alphabet people, <laughs> I thought that was the best thing in the world because I was like, he goes, you know what I'm talking about, the alphabet, the people. alphabet people. And I th- at first I was like, who is he? And then I'm, oh, oh, okay, all right. Makes sense. Because they do keep adding letters. They do keep adding letters. It, yes. Over the last probably 10 years, it went from like three letters to now it's Now there's 27, seven, 27, 27, 48, something like that. Do they go a Greek symbol in the middle there? <laughs> yeah, I know. No, those are just Greek people. They actually have their own other thing. They don't even need to be here. Yeah, they're we're, just we're just going to keep adding. We'll put we'll a Greek adding. letter in this. <laughs> um, but it is interesting. uh I don't know. Uh, we'll go here with this at first, and then we'll just get away from it before it gets too dangerous. <laughs> right. Um, I think it was Match.com who came forward and said they had identified 27 genders that you can now choose like, to subcategorize in your, in your profile. Really? And I, I, I got to like three. And then I was like, I was like, I don't even understand what that word is. <laughs> 20, 27. And that's when I realized, like, I mean, listen, if you're, you got to be one of those to be into that, like to even yeah. know your category exists. Exactly. And then you've been Googling yourself for like two years before you're like, oh, that's what I am. This is what I'm. I'm the 32nd <laughs> gender on match.com. Okay. <laughs> and everyone's got their struggles. I don't want to belittle anyone's struggle. I just, it blew me away when they said 27. Cause when, when the, the, it was like a radio guy doing a lead in for it. And I was literally expecting him to say like four. Right. Yeah. You, like if he just said four, I'd have been like, wow, what do I, what do I not know? But when he said 27, I immediately went, ah, that that doesn't, mm, am I dumb? Right. I can't even imagine. Am, I don't even know. I don't, I, I don't know. I, yeah, am I I'm, stupid? Like, I'm losing it at four. I, I Listen, I can do two, and then if we're going like categories after that, okay, so four yeah, or five. Four or five. Okay. Yeah. But then when you go to, when you get to 27, at someone's going to have to draw me a diagram. At exactly. some point, I'm listen, I'll check the email. Feel free to send it in. <laughs> 
No links, please. <laughs> no links. Um, no. But feel free to send me a dialogue. Let with, me like let a me diagram here, breaking me. it down. Yeah. Feel free to, because listen, I'm, I want to be the ally, but at the same time, I need to know like <laughs> who needs help here. Because yeah, if right. there's 27 of you, you guys got to prioritize. Someone's got to go first. <laughs> Some- <laughs> it's a line. That's how everything works. Oh, we go God. one at a time. We don't go all in at once. It's a mob scene at that point. Like no one knows where everyone is at that. Exactly. We're just calling out names. Where did, did Todd make it? <laughs> did Todd make is it? Is he in? Todd. Wait, Todd's Dad. the one guy outside. I'm a T. They won't let me in. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, so what you you are doing your podcast, your show, you're doing it on Anchor. Anchor, yeah, yeah. Um, wh- walk me through that. I just did an interview with another show on Anchor, uh, promoting uh, my comic book, Another Day at the Office, and then just kind of in general chit chat. It was a friend of the show, Will Holland. He's done a lot of stuff with Jen at Space Cadets. Um, wh- what? How did you wind up on Anchor? What what made Anchor the thing for you? When I first said, okay, I'm going to do a podcast. Literally, what does everybody do? You get on Google. Yeah. You know, yeah. how do you do a podcast? Yeah. Anchor popped up immediately. And so I clicked on it. And reading on the, their homepage, reading it tells you they do everything for you. And being lazy, like <laughs> I am. Yeah. I, mean, I was like, yeah. well, sold. Yeah. I'm sold. I could do that. I could, know, do, I could do nothing. And they, you know, they, they literally, and you can edit it, you know, I mean, it's, you use the app, you know, you got your app. Right. Or you can use the actual website, however you want to do it. Oh, so there's a website too. There's a website. Yeah. Okay. That's how I, that's, that's where I learned about it. And uh, my eye won't stop watering, by the way. They don't know that on the radio. They don't, but I just I want to tell you because I don't know what you think. I was getting real emotional about Anchor. Like, no, listen, oh, he really hey, loves whatever, Anchor. Whatever special to you, <laughs> he man. Really like, loves Anchor. I'm, an, but, I'm uh, a non-judgmental guy. Like this could be your moment. I just get, I get emotional. What I need you to know. I, you know, I need a hug. Corey, I need my, a hug. These are my people. These are my peeps. But uh, yeah, and it, honestly, because it was, it's so easy to do. You know that's that's everybody's tagline. It's yeah. easy. It's easy. Then you sign up for something. You're and like, what the? I don't. I don't it, even. It was easy because I typed my credit card in first. <laughs> exactly. I didn't even think about how easy exactly. that part was. And that's another thing. It you don't put any information, any credit card information. It, it is really easy. And it, it is, uh, like I said, they can you can edit it. Um, they give you the you can spawn the sponsorship anchor. You know. It's, so you are you you read you read an ad on yep. the front of your both episodes so far. Yep. There's two episodes out. Uh, that was essentially an anchor script. It was an it anchor script, like. and you didn't have to read the whole the whole script. There's a part at the bottom that says you at least must say this, okay. like the last sentence or whatnot. So, but I just went ahead and read the whole thing, and you can put you can put ads now you like in the for middle. That? Are you getting any love for that? I got like forty four cents so far. I'm yeah? rolling. So, so because the anchor ads on the front, every time someone plays your podcast, they're hearing anchor that. is putting a a, hearing that. a penny in your pocket. And I've been meaning okay. to put right. it in the middle. Um, I just, again, lazy, Yeah, but no, yeah, no. you can put it wherever and you can put as many as you want to in there. And I just figured, you know what? The first one was like 30 minutes. Yeah. And then the second, I was like, let me get my feet wet first and then I'll start, you know, throwing some more in there. So yeah, you can put them in there intermittently, intermittently, I can't speak. Intermittently. Intermittently, yeah. however, wherever. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's super easy. That's, that's interesting. So when I downloaded, I, so in order to do the interview with this guy, he said, Hey, I need you to download the anchor app. Uh, and then you just put it an account on there super quick, and then yep. I can I can I can click it and I can I can do that. I said, All right, okay, fine, fine. So we did it that way. Uh, but when you're going into Anchor on the app, it su- it looks super straightforward. It basically asked me to make a choice when I when I downloaded the app, and it gave me four options. And one was like just a user, one was like I want to make podcasts, one was 
I already make podcasts. One was, and yep. so I just, I, I just, I was selected just a user. I was just kind of curious about it. Um, did the interview, but then I noticed like, yeah, there's all kinds of tools, and there's a kind of like, because you can edit it from your phone, you, from your phone. So then that means it's got to have like a library you you can dump audio to. Yep. And so like, there's it's kind of an impressive idea. And the reason I the reason I'm even bringing it up and discussing it is we always talk about we live in this gold. I always say this. This is my belief. We live in this golden era of social media and technology where right now if you want to be a creator you can create exactly. super easily without any kind of problem the barriers to entry are only going to get bigger not smaller exactly um because the big guys at some point are going to lock all this stuff down so like adobe uh we're, we use adobe and one of the reasons we got it in the beginning was uh little brother nico is a student and so the package is way cheaper way cheaper for students oh students are so they really are, and then they, the Apple thing is crazy too. They get a massive discount there too. Um, but Adobe, over the last two years, including for students, has raised prices. So they still get a massive student discount, but the overall cost has gone up. Wow! Each of the last two years, and so there was a. I follow tons of artists and writers and creators on Twitter, and oh, yeah. there was a guy who on there was basically like. Okay, like f Twitter, like f Adobe, because they keep doing this to me. Like I'm a, I'm, I am a student and a creator. I can't afford right. to keep paying more for the same stuff. So he literally went through and made a list of every like free options to each of the Adobe packages. Because the one thing about Adobe that is convenient is when you have the Adobe account, you have access to literally all of it. Oh wow, all of it. So I believe there's like now nine Adobe things like. Photo, video, oh, yeah. all the different. Yeah. There's like nine Adobe products, and you have access to all of them by being the student and paying for it and having the logins and all that. So this guy went through and for each of the Adobe things, and he just listed all the free options that are competing against Adobe. And uh, <laughs> Anchor was one of them for podcasts. Yeah. And I do think, listen, I've, I've, I've been saying this forever. I think the barriers to entries are only going to get bigger over time, and I think people are going to... The big companies are going to find ways to control it on all sides. There's a saying that I heard the oh, other yeah. day that I really like, and it's, if you build a house on rented land, one day you will have to move. Without a doubt. And the reality is, like, okay, Nerdthug Radio, our, our page is on Facebook. Okay, well, Facebook regulates and controls that. Yeah, they do. So we've got over 1,000 people who like and follow us. When we make a post, we don't, I don't like to boost them. I'm not trying to put... Oh, yeah. You know, a bunch. I'm not trying to put a bunch of money in Facebook's pocket so that I can show people other cost. Like, I'm literally just doing this to give content to our listeners. Right. Well, anywhere between 100 and 200 people are are interacting with it. And I realize that's because that's all that Facebook is letting see it at a time between 10 and 20 percent. Oh, yeah. They're 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 capping it. And so you've got to be able and ready to move on to other platforms and other and other things. And so the idea of this totally free. And it probably won't be free forever. I'm sure at some point there will be a barrier entry, but if you're big enough at that point, it won't affect you. It won't you. affect you, yeah. Um, that's kind of been our blessing so far is as things – so, like, our the company that was our host for our RSS feed, they came and they found us. And we were somewhere else. And they offered us a free lifetime membership Nice uh, for their basic package to move over. And not even to say that we – Dude, they didn't even ask us to advertise it. They didn't even ask us. To wow. Do. They just said, you're big enough at that time. We, you know, our streams are, are strong enough that 
they I think honestly they wanted to build a library of, right. of, of and I'm going to use the word quality shows because I'm bragging on myself. <laughs> no, uh, but just quality shows. And so they we went over and we were free. Well, that company recently sold to someone else. Uh oh. And so now the new guy, like we just paid a bill last month, and I was like, "What the? What we?" We were free. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> what just happened to us? Well, it turns out it was their life, not our life. Yeah, it was right. a life for their <laughs> life, and now they're gone. So now we gotta, we gotta do something else. Uh, yeah, you know, you mentioned Facebook. Uh, I, I'm sure you know this because you know you're super intelligent, one of the smartest people I know. No, oh, um, you're welcome. Um, but you can you come back anytime. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> it worked. Well, you know, Facebook they, they do algorithms and things. Yeah. The, the more interactive you get, like the more you like your buddies will stupid mean the more they'll the more show up on, show your up on you yeah, and it's like so yeah i mean like you said you're you're buying a house on rented land yeah because eventually know? facebook i already i i know where it's going to go from here at some point one day facebook is going to say hey it costs five dollars to run a business page without a doubt hey it's going to cost ten dollars to run your business page now. without a doubt. what are they going to do about the business pages that are already there are they gonna they're going to charge one day they're going to charge them one day they're going to come back and charge them all they're gonna just it'll it'll be subtle it'll be slow it'll be a, it'll be a it'll be a low roll it'll be like new pages are four ninety nine old pages if you would like to make posts if you would like to continue to make posts it's gonna be ninety nine cents a month Jeez. and then like listen there's not been a headline anywhere anybody tuning in right now they haven't yeah, announced no, this, this yet happen. but this is where it's gonna go this is yeah. where it's gonna go two three years from now if business pages are still free on Facebook that'll blow my mind I because Facebook is constantly trying to find the new models for revenue and right now they're getting in trouble for their ads. Their ads are about yeah. to enter, uh, enter a ton of scrutiny just for the political issues and everything that's going on around that. And because of that, they're going to investigate new revenue streams. And they're going to they were going to investigate those anyway. It's a publicly traded company. Right. Eventually, they're going to completely monetize <laughs> their entire system. That is the design of publicly traded companies. That's the reality of them. Shareholders want money, and every year they mm -hmm. want more money. Oh yeah. So if a product, Facebook is already kind of super expanded. There's there's not too many more corners they're going to no, find and grow into. Yeah. They've kind so of now they've got to start kind of feeding on themselves yeah everything that was free at some point will slowly start to cost money and businesses will be the first to pay because businesses are profiting from the size and the in the usage of facebook exactly so facebook will just partner with them and they'll make it sound like a partner they'll say listen oh yeah we're yeah, buddies listen, we're, we're gonna buddies. help you and we're gonna introduce new growth models and we're gonna yeah. if you pay the 99 cents uh per month we're gonna alter the uh posting algorithm for businesses mm -hmm. you're not gonna get this you're gonna get that but you're gonna pay for it you're paying for it yeah. you're gonna pay Without for it and there's no there's no there's no fun way around it you're gonna wind up paying money for that stuff yeah, yeah without a doubt and without a doubt you can't expect that it's going to be free. No, no, because it's look. I mean, what we you know we talked about earlier about you know um, we were talking about Chris Jericho and his podcast. I mean, this is a huge famous guy. I mean, he's yeah. gone beyond wrestling. You know, he's banned. Yeah, he's, he's got the crews. He's grown a brand. He's literally doing the same thing we're doing. And yeah. I mean, you're uber famous. I'm not, but you know, I mean, you'll the, get there. You'll uh, get I'll there. get there. But you literally have this famous guy is doing he's doing a podcast yeah that's what we're doing and joe and so somebody's got to go wait a minute no these these other guys can't do this they, right these, no these small guys no so well and that's the thing right so this this drove me crazy last year uh iheart radio uh got into the podcasting game two years ago uh in the first year they didn't do a lot of celebrity podcasts but i think they were probably trying they were probably collecting their celebrities the first year right. quietly behind the scenes last year they were um they one of the big announcements was Will Ferrell was going to do a Ron Burgundy Anchorman podcast. Oh, that'd be awesome! I was excited. Well, here's where I got offended though. Um, a month before it came out, 
It was in the mo- it was in the top five for podcasts on iHeartRadio. Now, if it's not out and it's got zero uh, downloads, right? Well, what is it doing in the top five? I was in the top five. And literally, it was in the top five of their of their charting, and it literally said the most anticipated podcast debuts this month. Blah 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 blah, and it was like number two. Wow. And it was like, well, a you control the chart, but b yeah. it's it's fairly offensive to podcasters, without a doubt. People out there doing their thing, working, right. already putting out their material, and and you got a guy who hasn't had a show out yet who's number two. I get he's uber famous. Listen, and, and maybe but, and maybe people enough people had already liked and subscribed that it was number two. Maybe that's what happened. But it's it's sort of obnoxious that a show with zero shows out yeah. is going to be number two on your chart. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so to be king of podcasting probably isn't a huge number. It's probably not. It's probably it's probably in the. I w- I'm going to say if you're getting if you're getting in the two hundred thousand downloads a month range. You are wildly successful as a podcast. Yeah, I think Joe Rogan's in a couple million a month. Oh, without a doubt. Um, but that's a guy who <coughs> he's at, established a career. And I at mean, this point, the people he's bringing on, it's no longer. I don't. It's not really a podcast anymore. It's like an entertainment thing. Yeah, like, it's almost like it's almost like Howard Stern. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you could sit down with Doctor Phil and then uh, you know Will Smith and then a UFC fighter and then. Yeah. This the sky's the limit on what your downloads should be. Exactly. Um, and so, I, at this point, he's just in a different category. But I. But it is interesting to me the idea that like iHeartRadio. Well, first of all, like how interested could they even have been in podcasting? Like, how was this a revenue stream for them? But then you got to realize, again, like I said, there's only so many more corners that things are going to crawl into. Exactly. And so podcasting was probably all that was left for iHeartRadio. Yeah, they were trying to latch on before because it. They knew they knew it's gonna blow up. Well, now that and now that things like Anchor and all this other stuff, I really do wonder what the shelf life is going to be. For it's almost like SoundCloud. Do you remember how SoundCloud grew, grew, yeah, grew, and grew. then like retracted really hard when everyone realized like when all, when nine people were all at dinner one night and they were like, "Man, I just dropped my mixtape on SoundCloud." And someone <laughs> else was like, "Hey, man, my single just dropped on SoundCloud." And then they all went, "Oh, we're the nine people who heard our own." Oh, right. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and so then like five of them went home and were like, well, let's just delete it. This let's is just, clearly this, this isn't going to work. Yeah, uh, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we're going to have some more Nerd Thug Radio with special guest Lawrence. <laughs> Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, in senior citizens and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses, be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hi, Conroe. Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. For people interested in saving money on car and home insurance, they should contact Sean Myers Insurance Services. If you look on Google, you'll see plenty of five-star reviews for these guys. They're great They're an independent agent able to shop over 15 national carriers to find the best coverage at the best price for that customer. They do specialize in home insurance as well as bundling with auto to maximize discounts. They would want you to know that they consider their customers family and that their policy is caring and and their goal is to bring value by going through your coverage line by line to make sure you actually understand what you have. The interested party should call 936-760-5963 if they're interested in saving money on car insurance today. 
The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe, to some more Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Make sure to check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio for all the goodies. We've been posting cosplayers, uh, cosplay albums, and then artists of the day. Uh, we're going to post uh, Lawrence's home address up there uh, oh, yeah. probably this week, so you come hang out and just go to his house, just knock on the door. Um, snacks and everything. Oh, okay. Whenever well, we're not going to post it because now I'm going to go eat all. <laughs> when the snacks are gone, I'll post his address. That's when. That's how you'll know. Um, before we get into it here, let me tell you guys about my buddy Donald Williams, friend of the show, Donnie Utah. Uh, he works for Sean Myers Insurance, and they are an independent carrier with working with over 15 national carriers to find the best coverage for you. They specialize in home insurance as well as bundling with auto to maximize discounts. They consider themselves part of the family, and so their policy is caring, and they want to try and bring value by going over your policy line by line. You always find out, like, different stuff you're paying for. I always oh, I yeah. make this point every time I do this ad because it's it's burned me so many times where they're <laughs> like, well, you just didn't pay for that. I was like, well, how much more was that a month? Like $6. Oh, so it'd be saving me thousands, <laughs> thousands right now. Right and they're now, like, yeah. E- probably, yeah. But I have the dragon insurance, yeah. which I didn't need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, but meanwhile, if the car were to just turn into a Transformer and punt me, you're going to cover that. Yeah, I'm covered for that. Uh, which foot is he going to use? No, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. I don't even want to get into it. Never mind. Uh, so make sure you call 936-760-5963. 936-760-5963. Mention you heard on the radio us talk about Don Williams and Transformers. Why not? Um, all right. So you've done two episodes. Yep. You've been fairly Star Wars centric. Yes. I uh, I had to I had to talk about the the mess of this new trilogy after it's all said and done. Uh, you did say one thing that I find incredibly offensive, which was that the prequels were good. They are. So um, good. they're so bad. They're so good. As a as a and I, I hate saying this. I'd sound so pretentious <laughs> when I say this. As a writer, I was genuinely offended. By the words that were coming out of some of the actors' mouths in these yeah, scenes, but it was terrible. I agree. I, I'll give you oh, that. Okay. All right. But I, I don't. I didn't. I'm not going to Star Wars to see some kind of Shakespearean dialogue. I want to see lightsabers. I want to see. No, fights, I'm with you on that. But spaceships. But can we at least you know? not say, from my point of view, you're evil? <laughs> it's one of the worst lines in the history of movies, especially considering view, if you go back like an hour, he murdered a room full of kids. True. True. Story. So. For him to get to the point where Ewan McGregor's the bad guy after he murdered children, it's it's a pretty impressive leap. It is. Because I think my question would have been like, I bet the kids disagree, right? Yeah, they probably have a different opinion about it. From their point of view, you're evil. You're evil. (laughs) 
<laughs> and from apparently Natalie Portman's point of view, because she's hiding from you in a spaceship now, like, look, you've messed your life up, kid. Come on down. We're going to talk about it. I'll give you a hug. <laughs> like, from my that's point what Anakin of view, was missing, a hug. That could have been, been a whole totally different movie if he had just got a hug. That was what Nico said about the Joker movie. <laughs> that's he, true. He was like, if someone would have <laughs> so just listened to him for two right, minutes, I remember the whole movie would have been totally different. The movie would have been different. <laughs> if his therapist would have just hugged him. <laughs> I was like, Nico, I think the point of the movie is that he's supposed to go crazy. Yeah, he's he's supposed like, to go crazy. But if someone would have just, if they just would have loved him. They just would have gave him a hug. He, he just needs love. Just hug. Um, I do agree with you with The Mandalorian. I do agree that the new, honestly, the new trilogy, at, by the end of it, it kind of felt like, what was the point? Like, where did we exactly. where did we get by the end? And I did hate uh, the big twist that Rey is the daughter of uh, Emperor Palpatine. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't sense. make sense. And my thing about it that doesn't make sense is, here's my thing. If Palpatine had a kid, he never would have stopped looking for it. And if he's got a church full of 40,000 people on a hidden planet, question there, by the way, yeah, right. um, wouldn't they have just kept looking? Like, wouldn't exactly. there be people on every planet going, have you seen Palpatine's kid? It's exactly. going to it's gonna look like these two people made a baby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, he has a whole fleet of starships under the ground somewhere. In the I mean, was it father was of the year. all hands on deck? They had to work on that. They yeah. couldn't. We couldn't spare anybody to go look. Yeah, I guess grandfather of the year. Yeah, what if he'd only built like a third of the ships, but he had found his grandkid when she was like a baby? Clearly. I don't know. Clearly. It's a thought. It's just a thought. Yeah. Also, the idea that they left her alone as a small child on a desert planet to raise herself. That's not saving her from anything. No. Like, you, you could bring her with Palpatine, and then, like, maybe you kill Palpatine, or maybe you run away again, or, like... And how did they know he was still alive? Right. To hide her. What, what, <laughs> right. Why did they need to... And why didn't they tell everybody else? Yeah. Guys, I'm pretty sure <laughs> Palpatine's still alive. We're going into hiding. <laughs> like, it's one phone call. I mean, we're... Also, why didn't the Rebel Alliance know where these people were at all times, considering they're the children of the Emperor? Exactly. Like, we... If the Emperor has kids, you hold those guys hostage. The movies are over way faster, or they're not, and yeah. everyone hates Palpatine. Seeing how your dad was pretty much the worst guy ever, right? we're going to keep our eye on you. Right. We're You're on the watch list, yeah. without a doubt. Hey, let's just <laughs> kidnap him. Yeah. Whoa, Todd. Way Whoa. Whoa. We're the Rebel Alliance, but we're not the bad guys. And then Todd's like, well, from my point of view, and it's like, no. No. No, we're not doing <laughs> we're not doing that. We're not doing that, that, not doing that Todd. And how did they become the, well, they're the resistance, but didn't, how did they get, to that, I mean, I they know. were the Republic, and then now they're just on a little bitty, the little campsite where they don't have. Well, can you imagine? Okay, so, all right, so I love politics, and so in political history, this is kind of a funny thing that happened. Uh, the Tea Party was like a movement, right, of uh, the conservative party after Obama won the election, right, uh, and that'll happen when Trump won. There was a hard swing of a lot of uh, active left wing people who right. protested, and then they gradually changed into a political party as well. So the Tea Party, when they organized and ran um <laughs> all of a sudden when they realized they had to integrate and follow the rules of everyone else they kept screwing stuff up <laughs> so like when they when they got into the uh a lot of them get into got into the house because it's the easier congress yeah. to get into right. when they were in the house they kept screwing up and john boehner was speaker of the house and he kept having to fight with his own republicans about stuff <laughs> he'd be like we definitely have the votes and he'd leave a room and they're like you'd hear it on the news like oh john boehner and obama came to a deal on this and that and you're like oh okay cool cool <laughs> and then like an hour later like the deal is off <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what, what just happened? What happened? And what happened was John Boehner would go to a room where his Freedom Caucus, and that's what they called themselves, by the way, <laughs> most obnoxious name of people you could ever. We're the free people. I think everyone in the room is free. <laughs> I don't think you've got a monopoly 
don't know. I mean, if all, the best you could come up with is the really free people, you are we're the lazy. really free people. We're the most free. We're the people mostest. In the room. We're yeah. the free mostest. We're the bestest freest. And so he would come to the bestest freest people, and he'd be like, "Hey, we've got a deal," and they'd be like, "No deal." And he'd be like, "You know, if we don't do this, government turns off." And they'd right. be like, "No, no. deal." No, we're good. And then he's like, "Okay, but then we don't pay the troops." And I'm like, "Oh." Pay the troops, but still no deal. And he's like, okay, well, we could, we could probably swing that. Uh, but if we also do this, like, no postal workers. And they're like, oh, well, I got to get the mail. So we'll pay the postal workers and them troops, but then no deal. Then and then no Bader's like, that. no, like, we can't, like, we're, we're paying everybody now. Like, we're back <laughs> on. And no, no deal. And so <laughs> I tell that to say, like, the Rebel Alliance kills the Empire. And then they're like, okay, everybody gather up. We're going to Congress. And then they all get in a room and someone's like, I vote we kill everyone. Wait, no, that was the empire. We that just was the empire. We just we went through. Just that. got done with it. Oh, I vote we kill the the hairy people. Okay, all right. This is just this feels like now the old prejudices are just returning. Forget it. We're a resistance. I'm not. I'm not doing. We're resistance. We're resi- we're resistance. <laughs> you know what? I resist you. So is that a no vote? Like, what are you? Are you gonna? Are you gonna vote of the council? Like. It just looked funny because they were they looked like they had no money and the the first order looked like they were just rolling the, in yeah. the, who's bank who's yeah. bankrolling the first order the Koch brothers <laughs> I mean, the Koch brothers pay they were like hey you know what this guy lost but we we like these guys over here this it, feels good it looks like the Empire never missed a beat you yeah know? but you also got to wonder like so all right so let's say you're driving a star destroyer and then you get a phone call and they're like yeah the Emperor's dead like. You just keep driving. Yeah. You just keep doing. <laughs> you just keep All right. Doing. Well, this is still my ship. I'm still okay, the captain. Well, um, we're still we're still rolling. You know what? We're gonna go ahead and just blow up indoor again. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Keep Kill going. the Ewoks. We're, but we're gonna. We gotta change the name. Yeah. We gotta ch- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think nine of them called each other and they're like, "Let's be the Freedom Caucus." <laughs> we're su- we're super we're free. Super now. free. We're the mostest free. Now that the Emperor's gone, we're free. <laughs> I think everyone's free. I think it's like well. Well, but whoever we capture won't be. Exactly. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was just a lot of stuff that drove me crazy about the movie. Yeah, it was just a mess. That was actually the title of my first book because I just kept saying it over and over. Yeah. Star Wars is a mess. It really is. But I do think The Mandalorian fixes it. And The Mandalorian kind of is everything I've ever said about Star Wars where the universe is big and cool and interesting and beautiful. And you could tell all these weird and great and fun stories exactly. if they would just stop talking about the same five people. And I think that's the biggest well, problem is I think they didn't know how to end the story for the, and I think Carrie Fisher dying made it more complicated. Yeah, I but think I, that did. But I think they it. didn't know how to end the story of Luke, Leia, Han, and Chewie, and and I think that that's the mistake. Is really the story should have finished this trilogy should have finished their story exactly instead of opening this whole other thing. This whole other thing could have been done in an, in another in yeah, another movie. This, this I mean I I. I like the Finn character. I like the Finn character in the first movie. They did nothing with him. Yeah, afterwards. he didn't change after the I first movie. I thought he was yeah. going to be really cool. He was the best out of, out of the first movie. I liked him the most. So I, I agree funny. with that. We haven't really seen that. And him and the pilot. I think the two of them were the coolest. Yeah, Poe. You know, and like it just fizzled out. Nothing really happened. Those and guys you became could have done a story with the the, with them without anything to do with the Skywalkers. But and this was supposed to be the completion of the Skywalker saga, and Ray ends up being a Palpatine. And then, like, well, and bigger than that, the last Skywalker dies in the second movie of the trilogy. The last there is no there's no Skywalker. Skywalker. After I know there was no. So what are we even doing? I mean, what's? Um. All right. So thank you for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Man. On behalf of uh, you, everyone, make sure you check out the LK Show. Please do. They can find it on the Apple Podcast app and everywhere else podcasts are available, including Anchor. 
Um, and make sure you like hit repeat when you listen to it. Give give that man your penny, please. Um, on behalf of little brother Nico and LK and the Cox ATA and Adventure Begins and Donald Williams, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Yeah.